Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Travis, back again to use DynastyTradeCalculator.com and all of its calculating and ranking goodness to help you value some players in the beginning of the non-point scoring season where we have some island games going on and some players just showing up and showing off. And maybe that affects some stuff. Maybe it doesn't. But that's what we're here to talk about. And it's one of those weird shows where we don't have a quarterback to talk about, which feels like that's usually a mainstay. But we try not to talk about the same players too often. And there's not many quarterbacks that are worth talking about. So we got to take them off every once in a while. But we have a running back to talk about, and Travis is talking running backs today. So, so Travis, it, did Rasheed Rice move over to running back so you can talk about him today? No, I did the thing where you know, I, I missed your calling the wide receiver position in the group chat. Before, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> I tried to call wide receiver anyway, and I was hopeful that we would talk Rashi Rice. We can do that, but that's not exactly who I uh, have have slated to uh, talk about today. Um, it's interesting just because Aaron Jones is somebody that has been productive for a very long time, right? Like we know Aaron Jones, like he's been kind of balling out for forever. It seems this past season, he had a lull where he wasn't super productive. Uh, his value seemed to be slipping at age 29, but um, on the dynasty trade calculator, he is essentially the, the equivalent of a, you know, mid to late, like 2.08, 2.09, you know, somewhere in that probably around 2.08. Um, value and so it's interesting to me that he's dropped to late second i know this is not the point scoring season and so why not just automatically oh just take the pick every single time he's an aging running back his value is only going to go down but i'm curious um where you guys value somebody like aaron jones who could be you know productive for the next year or two given his long track track record of being an elite running back asset the players that do produce age 29, 30, 31 seasons, or they're generally the ones who've done so for the previous three or more. And so there is a chance, non-zero chance, that he actually is super actually productive still yet again um, beyond this year. So if we were to talk about the, you know, pick 20, you know, overall in this upcoming rookie draft, pick 2.08, who would you prefer, Aaron Jones or the pick late, middle eight, second round rookie pick i will say if i were to go and spend on a running back because i know john and i always say like if we're gonna buy a running back it's gonna be one of those cheaper running backs he's usually one of the guys i always look for because i'm with you i i he is very talented and he is and has always been the better running back on his team no matter who they try to put behind him of course it's only really been two players over his career but and that offense is getting better would I do it right now? I mean, no, because why am I trading for a 74-year-old running back in January? But in general, in theory, I would take Aaron Jones over a pick, over that pick. So would I. What? I no know. Way. Yes. No way. Yes. Okay. 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 There are times where this is when I actually do like to shop for some older running backs and try to not overpay. In season, I'm happy to just overpay. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think we, there is a window to almost underpay for a lot of these guys. If I'm, oh, yeah. and it, this is, it's crazy that you wanted Rishi Rice, who is the wide receiver that I'm bringing today that I already called. But oh, if perfect. I was going to have to bring running back, I was literally going to bring, what can I get for my late second? 
That oh, was going go. to be how I attacked running back. Man, same page. Because we're, that's we're so insane. We're so like this. It's mm -hmm. kind of a successful strategy. So yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a reason we we like it. Yeah, um, there's there's value there. Yeah, if I'm if I'm investing my late second, I'm not investing much, and I'm trying to get one year out of a guy. Like I want Derrick Henry where he goes or something like that, or Aaron Jones. That's ideal. It would be great to hit on a rookie in the late second. I know the hit rate's not that great. I know we're getting a lot of running backs that are probably in that range. I don't know which one I'm going to want at the 208. So I'm just going to try. I'll probably just say, that's fine. Just give me Aaron Jones. I'm going to hope that I get a year out of him. If I get anything more than that, that's great. But I've already solved my running back issue now because I basically have a running back issue every year on every single team that I have to fill in. I can uh, spend my time in that league doing other things then, figuring out yeah. other ways to do to go. Yeah. Nice. It looks like he is solidly under contract yeah. for this coming season. Like, will cost them a lot of money to cut him. He's on that team. Um, we added him for a late second right at the end of the year in the league, didn't we, Russ? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th that being said, that just reaffirms my, yeah, I'll take Aaron Jones at that point because I know he's going to be on this team who – you know, it looks like they're putting stuff together and those wide receivers can still get better. So I, yeah, Aaron Jones. Bringing down the uh, age of the offense at 20, what did you say? 28, 29? Yeah, he's 29. <laughs> but um, I, I follow-up question to Aaron Jones. I have, you know, the players around him that I want to compare value-wise and I actually want to go cross-positional with him because I think that's more intriguing actually. Because uh, if you're acquiring him, you're probably not moving another running back in many cases. Uh, for this particular type of profile. But would you rather move that, you know, 2.08 or late second for Aaron Jones or target somebody who you can maybe move for like a late third even in Devin Singletary? Because like, you know, like there are tiers in terms of like acquiring, filling that hole in your roster, you know, like just finding a way to get more points for point scoring season. Uh, maybe you whiff, maybe you can't get somebody like an Aaron Jones tier, but maybe you just a, st a step down somebody in even more of a confusing situation or not as good of a track record. Like is somebody like that worth going for like a, 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 just a third with? Because Singletary has been kind of the guy down the stretch. I mean, like he wasn't until here's got, you know, dinged up and, but, but he's maintained that role. And so it's interesting to me, he could have, uh, more productive years ahead of him because he's kind of just always been underrated, you know, flex worthy ish. But uh, Russ, but, do you have Singletary's contract up? Because that's honestly like if they're both set for next year, obviously mm -hmm. I want the one that's cheaper. I probably just want both of them. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I mean, if I can get Singletary for somewhere in the third round. Yeah. So he, the thing is, he is an under, uh, uh, under agent again. But so we don't know where the thing is, he did pretty well. And yeah. this isn't a great running back class. So there's there's a great opportunity for him to actually land somewhere and his value go up or just get re-signed. So one. Singletary, man, it's, it's rough. Um, so I'm just looking at his scores for this season. Yeah. Starting in week like 10. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yep, 10. 23, yeah. 20, 13, 5, 13, 21, 9, 12. I had him on the bench for several of those. I finally nice. put him in. Like, yeah. I did, uh, he he was finally earned productive. that starting spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was quite productive. I, 
again, it would be very different if he was under contract on that team. Mm-hmm. But also, chances are a team that's going to sign him is going to want to use him, blah, blah, blah. But, but to, like, again, because you put a specific name to the situation, I'd rather just pay the second to get Aaron Jones, a guy who I know where he is, who I be- believed in for a while. And it seems like chances are he will be in the same position he was in, even if they bring in another running back. You know, I don't think anyone they bring in is going to be able to take his work away from him. So I would stick with, with Aaron Jones over the shot at like more than anything. If I'm doing this with running backs, it's players I want, not players I think will work out. I don't really do that game okay. in, with running backs. Like I'll, I'll always do that with wide receivers because I just find them more fun. Um, yeah. And there's more of them that have the ability to gain in value. But like I'll I'll go and trade for the running back that I want to be on my team as opposed to maybe this guy will work. I'll go do that with a running back. The disadvantage of giving up the 208 right now, since we both chose the player, which is yeah. rare, the disadvantage, of course, is then you can't use that 208 to move up later like hey i got the one the 108 i bought the 108 and the 10 and the 208 for the 106 like can i give for the 107 because that's the tier like if i throw in my 208 can i jump that one spot and get that last player in that top seven tier i might kick the tires on that Mm -hmm. before i spend it on aaron jones but if 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 that doesn't look like it's going to be viable I'm okay probably adding Aaron Jones to my roster for the 208. Okay. I was just curious because, like, those two players, I know I, I'm, I'm cheating with the format here, but it's just there's so many different ways to go about acquiring mm-hmm. running backs via picks, and there's tiers, and, like, you sometimes just have to settle because you can't get the deal done for a type of player that you want. But wanted to bring that to the table just because both were intriguing, both in the playoffs, both in interesting offenses. And, by the way, Aaron Jones, <clears throat> A.J. Dillon, is, is gone unless they bring him back. So he's his rookie contract is expiring. So even if they he bring did, somebody in, he was in, not very involved. No, exactly. But uh, they're probably moving on. Yeah. Uh, but even if they bring somebody in and it's a mid round guy, like I wouldn't assume that he's just going to, like, like you said, Russ, take his, his work right away because this class isn't like that. But anyway, you guys ready for the player comparisons? Let's, Let's do it. All right. So mostly wide receivers, one tight end. Okay. So I've got Wandale Robinson, Jonathan Mingo, Quentin Johnston, and Michael Mayer, or Aaron Jones. All intentionally young players, all in, in, in between age 22, 24. You know, younger players that you'd be moving off of, in theory, to acquire somebody like Aaron Jones or vice versa. And so how would you rank those? Five, because we, we saw Rondale actually be promising. Jonathan Mingo was actually more productive, I guess, than we thought he might be because, you know, the Panthers had no one. Quentin Johnston failed spectacularly for most of the year, but uh, there's still perhaps some opportunity to be had. They want him to work. Michael Mayer probably sees his role increase moving forward. So where do you guys rank those five players? So number one on the list ends up being Mayer for me. And that's no matter what team situation you're in. The rest, <laughs> I mean, if, if if I believe I'm going to be competing, I think I'd rather have Aaron Jones. If I know I'm not competing, then I kind of want anybody but Mingo. 
So, like, I don't want Mingo in any, any really in any circumstance. That's Sorry, like, I mean, who, who he, would? He's just five on the list. So, one and five are real easy for me in all situations. Two, three, four kind of fluctuates <laughs> based on if I want the running back or not. If I want the running back, it's Aaron Jones at the top. Then it's Quentin Johnston and then Wandale. Um, and that would be a, like there would be a tier of Aaron Jones above them if I'm competing. Yeah. If I'm not competing, then I think it goes Quentin Johnston, Wandale, and then a tier, and then Aaron Jones. Honestly, I probably want Aaron Jones because I think I could probably trade him for more than either of the other two right now. So let's just put Aaron Jones at the top, and then I'll try and flip him again. <laughs> nice. Okay. My list is very similar. I have Michael Mayer on top as well. Um, I don't want the dream to die of Quentin Johnston, so – I'm going to leave him at two. <laughs> um, and that is pure personal 100% bias right there. Next um, year, he'll have opportunity, right? He won't have, oh, wait. He has lots of it this year, too. <laughs> I mean, short. Oh, wait. The, the, I mean, this this can change depending what the Chargers do at five, I believe. Yeah. Like, if they pull in neighbors, Though I don't think they are two similar wide receivers anyway, but still, it'll still dim the dream a little bit. Um, but I like Quinton Johnston. I think he has the ability to be a very, at least good football asset with Justin Herbert. Maybe not fantasy, but I'm still willing to wait and see. Especially when we're talking in this price range and what I spent to draft him. Uh, Aaron Jones, third. Wanda Robinson, fourth. I agree. Like He has shown that he can be very good. I He's on the Giants. <laughs> uh, they're That's in a very fair. weird situation fair. where it doesn't look like anyone can thrive. Maybe Saquon gets lucky a couple of games at this point, though I will never drop Saquon in my rankings just because he's on the Giants. Good question, by the way. Who was the most productive Giants wide receiver this year? Trick question. None of them were. Yeah. <laughs> no, is, I think it was uh, – oh, he – I think I actually have him on a bunch of teams, and I can't. Slayton was it Darius Slayton. <laughs> it was Darius Slayton, man. Yes, yes. Was it really? It was I, Darius Slayton. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. He's still in the league, man. That's every right. week, exactly. I was like, "Ah, oh, should I just throw him in?" Nope. He sat on yeah. my bench every single week in every yeah. league. It's like one yeah. of those players. You, yeah, I'm not, really, I'm not gonna put him in my, in my last flex spot, am I? Nope. But he and actually, then I see he scored like 15 points, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah." He actually okay, almost had 800 receiving yards and had four touchdowns, and you know, wasn't awful. But never started him. Yeah, yeah, and, and I like the idea of Wondell. So I like the idea of Wondell Robinson more than I like the idea of Jonathan Mingo. I think is what it comes down to. So I put him above him, though. I mean, you have to hope the Panthers go in the upward direction. I don't know if it, but I don't know if it has anything to do with Mingo. So I'm fine just sticking with the player I like more at this point. Okay. Yeah, I actually had um, Aaron Jones at the top uh, for me, uh, just because I am always going to value um, a producing running back. Um, you know, with their value over a replacement than a tight end that I really hope grows into what could be replaceable tight end production in Michael Mayer. And I and I do really like Mayer, but I just I just think in terms of helping me win, not necessarily value, roster value construction purposes, because uh, you know Jones is going to fade in a couple of years. But for helping me next year, I think I, I prefer Aaron Jones and then Michael Mayer and then Quentin Johnston. Wanda Robinson and Jonathan Mingo there at the bottom. So I think Mingo, he's just going to be replaced by somebody else. And they're really, 
terrible situation as is. And Robinson has, has been impressive, but again, Giants and Quentin Johnson. Oh. Hopefully, he actually cashes in on some of the opportunity. We'll see. Yeah. Um, wide receiver, John. Who were we talking about at wide receiver? Not Quentin Johnston anymore. Thank God. He will not be in the tier with Rishi Rice. <laughs> so uh, it is Rishi Rice. That is hilarious. That when I laughed when Travis said, "I hope we're talking about Rishi Rice." We, we, we all a couple times now. I got well, we I, both picked Rashad White the other week. Yep. yep. <laughs> I was sitting here. I was literally saying in my head, "Please tell me he picked him. Please tell me he picked him." Of course, <laughs> I actually did. So uh, Rishi Rice, he is twenty three. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of the older side for those young guys, right? You know, oh my gosh, this this is that's terrible. <laughs> I'm so kidding. Old. We're dynasty <laughs> managers. Kind of kidding. I mean, yeah. two of the guys on the list are two years younger. So nonetheless, uh, comes in at 21.6, hmm. which is just about the 1.08. No, 1.7 oh. and above, I think, are extremely easy. That's beautiful. I Those love are that all you landed so there. easy. The 108. That's kind of a tear break, as we know, as Travis is doing his Twitter uh, mocks or, or Twitter polls. What, what's the hashtag for Travis? Twitter rookie mock. It's uh, it's it's always the format. It's uh, the year, so 2024, and then rookie poll mock rookie altogether. Poll mock. I, I try to make the, the hashtags as long as humanly possible. Yes, you know, it's yeah. it a very long hashtag. But yes, hashtag, it would be a good idea if I gauge Twitter's interest in the order that rookie draft should go. Yeah, basically, I've been doing this since 2016. I've been polling Twitter and just trying to find early consensus. I do that in January as soon as the final rookies declare for the NFL draft. And then I do it again after the draft just to see kind of how things have changed. And over the years, Twitter's actually uh, gotten better. They were really bad back in like 2016, 2017 at uh, gauging consensus and even predicting draft capital. But I think this year especially, um, they actually gathered a really fun top seven, which if you don't mind, I can just go down those names. Please. We're talking so right now the consensus according to Ricky poll mocks and actually really just mock draft data and how that's kind of concentrated too is Caleb Williams, quarterback USC at the top. Pretty hard tier break with, with him there. And then you've got Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, Ohio State, of course. And then you have Drake May, quarterback UNC, Jaden Daniels, quarterback LSU. And then uh, we get into some wide receivers here. Malik Neighbors, wide receiver LSU, and uh, Brock Bowers, tight end, Georgia, and then Rome Adunze, wide receiver, Washington. Those are the top seven. Uh, and to communicate how much of a tear break it seems there is among the community right now, uh, at the vote for 1.07, Rome Adunze currently has 92% of the vote. Wow. And, and uh, the other wide receivers up for vote right now are Troy Franklin, Brian Thomas Jr., and Keon Coleman. And combined, they have 8% of the vote. So there's a very hard tear break. At the 1.8. So I know that on the calculator, uh, pick seven is 23, pick eight is 21. But I don't think that communicates the the drastic nature of the drop to get to 1.8 1.8 right now in this particular class. Yeah, I think that's something that will go when we get a little further into the process. That yeah, you're, you're right. There, that is heavy, and which is why I love. That's why right where Rice fell because like. I really thought I was going to have to be like, really, am I going to have to decide between Bowers or Rice? No. no. In which case, the answer is pretty easily Rasheed Rice at this point for the 108 hmm. for me. Travis? Man, that's tough because, like, things are going to shake out. It's going to be get weird. Like, one one more player is probably going to fill in that last uh, spot in the tier. Like, 
Right now, the mock draft data says that those first seven players are all top 12 picks in the NFL draft. And so it'd be really tough for me to go after Rice over any of them, despite him putting up whatever 130 receiving yards and a touchdown this past week for the Chiefs in the playoffs. They finally had the wide receiver. He's with Patrick Mahomes. I get it. But if I have my pick of the next best up, it's really hard to say no uh, to the pick. I think I very just by a hair lean the pick. And I think it's because Rasha Rice gets some company that might actually push him down the target totem pole as soon as this, this year. So I'm also, it's real close and I, I'm kind of torn. Um, I don't think I want to do the trade either way. I have Rishi Rice. I don't think I'm giving him up right now for just the 108. I have the 108. I don't think I'm giving that up for just Rishi Rice. Like, it feels like, like a move that, even, right? <laughs> what'd you say? Like the definition of even though. Correct. I mean, it's a real, I think it comes in on the calculator. Really good, really good. It, when, it, when I first thought about it, I was like, wow, that seems really high. But I don't think it does. Mm. I mean, I think it's, I think it's about right. And I don't think I have to do it either way right now. If the offer comes to me, I think I can get that offer. Let's see in a month. <laughs> two months, maybe he goes crazy over the next couple playoff games, which that's a risk. And then his value would yeah. probably go way up higher, but that would be a reason why maybe I don't want to get rid of him right now for just the one Oh eight. So I think it is a very fair price. I don't think I'm going either way on it. Like if you make me pick which one I'm going to just take the pick because mm. that's, just always safe and like travis said there's more options to come somebody is going to catch somebody's eye and we will have a clear 108 109 you know like there will be another tier within this next group of wide receivers eventually we're not there yet it is january 17th we have way too long to look at all of these prospects that will be coming out we'll have the draft that's going to decide somebody's going to get drafted into a good situation out of that group of wide receivers. Yep. That's going to be really good. Somebody's going to fill in that 108 slot. And maybe he dra gets drafted to be the teammate of Rashi Rice. <laughs> Correct. Like that would be huge. Uh, if somebody goes there, you know, if somebody goes to Kansas City. Um, so I think I'm just going to, I'm going to side with taking the pick for now. Mm -hmm. If forced, I'm not going out and looking to trade Rashi Rice for the 108 either. Yeah. So I'm not like see, actively seeking that out. So, all right. The you know list. how many targets real quick though? Do you know, do you know how many targets he has in the last seven games? Oh, geez. Last seven, 42. Uh, it's probably higher than that. I'm probably going closer to 60. 68. Dang. I was thinking Travis was trying to get like, <laughs> a, like I was thinking it was like a nice, as involved know, as you man. think he is. I wasn't is. ready to say 10 he, a game. He but actually no, has been that involved. Like Ten a game, like so. Oh, man. That's that's you know he he never saw more than seven before that, and since then, it clicked sixty eight. So, <laughs> so maybe Travis Kelsey is like, yeah, you know what, I'm done. Let me just feed the kid for now. I yeah. mean, maybe Mahomes realized uh, if I throw it to this guy, this guy actually one tries to go catch the ball, and then when he actually does, he actually catches it. Like, does he bounce off his hands? He doesn't yeah. just watch it go by. Yeah, he doesn't let it bounce off his hands. You, actually, you might be throwing shade at somebody named Miko, I, I, I oh, believe. 
MBS is getting some shade too. There, let's and be honest. Kedarius. They're both getting a little bit. They're, they're they don't actually have any other wide receivers on the team. Uh, so. They have to draft somebody here. They have to bring somebody else in. All right. Um, so the list: Rishi Rice, of course, and then we have T. Higgins, Tank Dell, JSN, and Jordan Addison. I was waiting for those two. Yeah, because. Mm. I mean, I can't even put Puka in here. Like, Puka is so far above them at this point, it's ridiculous. Uh, but I think you got, you have to compare them to JSN and Addison at this point. Okay, so the list again was Jordan Addison, Tank Dell, T. Higgins, Rashi Rice, anybody Jackson else? Smith and Jigba. Jackson, oh, okay. JSN. Love that he did that in alphabetical order, by the way. Um, oh, man. I hate what you're about to make me do. He's five on the list, isn't he, Russ? I don't know. I think he is. <laughs> he might be four. He There's might a be chance. Four. He might be four. There's a chance. He's only T. Higgins. He's only twenty-four, and he's he's going to be in a good situation, whether it be the Bengals, which would be amazing if he could come back, yeah, or he is going somewhere as like. Somebody's bringing him in and showing that level of interest to bring him in. Or if he's Rashi Rice's how... teammate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, uh, yes, that would yeah. be a dream. <laughs> Can I just talk about how annoyed I am at Jamar Chase for being Same. honest to the media? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to get his first. It's understandable. <laughs> I know. And he's absolutely right to do it. And he has, yes. And even if he said, I'll do whatever I can to make T. Higgins my teammate. I know he'd be lying, no, but I'd I still won't. would love to hear it. He's not going to say, he's not going to take a pay cut for it. Smart I know man. he's not, but like make me feel better about it in no. the moment. That's all I all want. Right. Honesty is way better. All right. This is a tough list. Anybody got theirs yet? Yeah, I don't like it, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm good. Go, Go for, for it. it. I have Tank Dell first. Ooh. Oh, wowza. That's, that's spicy right there. I, think if tank dell didn't get hurt and he was still playing he and again like i'm not doing this as who is the most valuable because that would probably put rasheed rice at the top pretty easily but like players i want on my team and you know price being a little baked in i'm putting tank dell first because he'll make himself more available by not playing right now yeah that made sense um and i i think the ceiling is equally as high if not higher because we've seen tank dell do it more consistently than we have seen rishi rice even though rishi rice we just pointed out well travis just pointed out how many targets he's been getting but i do have him second so like it's not like it's that far of a drop off they're they're close and i'm gonna throw caution to the wind and put t higgins third because he's again like you pointed out john that the next two guys are 21 years old and Really, 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 really good. But I'll take T. Higgins, having seen it in the NFL, and either he's back on the Bengals or gets to choose the team he's going to go to. And you usually don't see highly touted free agent wide receivers go to bad, bad teams. He's not going to Carolina. Like, yeah, he's not going there. I know. Like, I'm just still crossing my fingers to get Calvin Ridley and T. Higgins on the same team just to make my life easier. Um, but so I'm going to put T Higgins third because I don't think it's a very low chance that there's a really bad situation he walks into. And these other two guys are also the number twos on their team. 
and I might as well take the number two on my team who I've can who's probably one of the worst case scenarios is he's back on the Bengals. I mean, boy. Also, one of the teams with the most cap space. Maybe he's Tank Dell's teammate. In which case, I mean, trade Nico Collins if that happens, just so it, the, the waters aren't too muddied. But um, so T Higgins third, JSN fourth, Addison five. I don't, man, like they're a coin flip at this point between the two of them. I. I think I have JSN there more if uh, fourth instead of fifth out of the optimism that Seattle isn't dumb with their next coach and hopefully QB change, I guess. That's interesting. So just, I, I've been back and forth on this and I, do, I feel like I do go back and forth in, in my head with JSN like every day because I, I believe in the talent, but uh, at the same time, like what is his upside where he is now uh, next year and the year after and, who's the quarterback long-term and same with Jordan Addison, like who, who's there long-term. I, I do play, I do think they bring back uh, captain Kirk, but I think those two are at the end for me, which is weird to say yep. right now. I think I have JSN four and Jordan Addison five, but it's just like barely. And, and this tier is really tight. So I'm glad you yeah. did this. Um, but then I actually have, I'm going to make you proud by the way. Uh, I have tank Dell actually third T Higgins second. Rashi Rice first. And I think it's because the yes, answer there are questions. I think T. Higgins value is where it is right now on the calculator and in, in people's minds because we just don't know what's next. But where whenever he does land somewhere, he's gonna pop up and be right there next to Rashi Rice or even above. You know, just once we actually have a definitive idea of like, okay, th- th- this is what his target share might be. We just don't have that right now. But I think here soon, even if he is Rashi Rice's teammate, <laughs> uh, whatever happens. Um, what we've seen over the last seven weeks with, uh, out of Rashi Rice has been unreal, and he's paired with, you know, goat Mr. Goat trajectory Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so I'm going to go with that. We finally we've been waiting on somebody to be paired with Patrick Mahomes that's going to do this, and he's doing this. And so I like that a lot. I love the talent of C. Higgins, maybe better than any of these players. Um, so I, I leave him at second. I think his value is going to jump up. Take Tank Dell. I think he's going to be splitting targets more with Nico Collins than he was before the injury when he does come back. But he's also paired with a really fun quarterback uh, of the future, uh, you know, who's already off to an amazing start to his career in CJ Stroud. Um, and so there's just a little bit of uncertainty that's probably not going to necessarily be fixed or maybe like a cap to the role with Jordan Addison in terms of targets because he's, you know, sharing with Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson uh, whenever he's back. So, yeah, it feels really weird to say that, but I think that's my order. It's Rashi Rice, T. Higgins, uh, Tank Dell, JSN, Jordan Addison. How close was that the years, Ross? That was rather mixed. It was a little mixed up, right? The, t- the top three was a little mixed, but <clears throat> yeah. And like, just to put it out there for anyone listening, that if I was just to go pure personal bias, T. Higgins would have been one, just to put it out there. <laughs> that, that makes sense. So I have JSN number one. Oof. Because I am not giving up on that. I don't like, want to either. I have not I at all given up yeah. on him. Not, not either. He not didn't either, have but... like a yeah. bad rookie year. No. Um, oh, no. He started to have a very good rookie year towards the end. Yes. Of the year. We saw productivity. We saw the talent is still there. Like, oh, absolutely. Um, by the time he's T. Higgins' age, he could be T. Higgins. Yes, I know. Again, as always, it could Even just be vote. a boat. Yes, it could be a boat. Uh, it's a game I always play. It could be a boat. Look, I 
I was a big fan of Jackson Smith and Jigba coming in. Yeah. I am still a big fan of him. Yeah. I I I agree with you that I think Seattle does go in a more offensive way. I don't think they necessarily even have changed quarterback. I don't know what's Geno's contract. I don't think they can. Like he's going to be their starting quarterback, right? Um, it's it's actually more flexible. I don't have it right in front of me. Oh, is but, it? Uh, yeah, but he also, I don't know. He he's good. He just is not. He's good enough to get the ball to Jackson um, from time to potential time. Potential out twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Um, they, they'd save ten million. There'd be a seventeen million debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might be a restructure. We might be looking at a restructure there, just because the options are so limited. Mm-hmm. On what are they going to do to replace him? Like Justin Fields. Oh my God! Like that would be. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Russell that would Wilson. be amazing. What'd you say? Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Perfect. would be hilarious. Um, I mean, obviously, if Justin Fields went there, good Lord. Yes, that'd be amazing. Then JSN would <laughs> straight up skyrocket. Um, he's my number one on here. I have Jordan Addison number two. Taking that Maybe eight. I am just full on take lock, but we saw it from Jordan Addison too. Like, he also did not have a yeah. bad rookie year. No, he's a very good rookie. It's a yeah. very, very good tier of five players. My yes. yes. And it's not even like the elite tiers. This is probably like tier three of wide receivers in Dynasty. If you're looking at like where these players would come in on, on, on the chart, you know, they're not they're not Jefferson and Chase. They're not that next group of that now now has Puka and uh probably still Tyreek in, in that area. They're a little bit below that. Um, so Addison remains number two on my list. This is where it did get challenging. I did put Higgins five. Like he was the first player I wrote down on, on my list. It, it was sad um, because I think I'd probably be very tempted if somebody sent me T Higgins for Rishi Rice. I'd be very tempted to take T Higgins. If somebody sent me T Higgins for Tank Dell, I'd be very tempted to just straight up take T Higgins because – like Russ, I like T. Higgins because I'm a Bengals homer, obviously. Obviously. Um, but for the sake of the discussion, he's number five on the list. I have Rishi Rice three and Tank Dell four. I don't care if you flip flop them. Yeah. They're both with what appears <laughs> from what we saw at CJ Stroud to be very good quarterbacks, um, like elite level quarterbacks. And yeah. I love pairing a wide receiver with that. That's Kind of the small knock on the other guys here is we don't know what their situations are, but uh, I just believe the talent in JSN and Addison is superior. So I yeah. think they I think they can overcome uh, more. And if they ever get paired with a, a really good quarterback, if, if if they are with a very good quarterback by the time they're 24, I think we're going to be looking at them as rising. I don't know that T. Higgins can ever really rise a ton not that he's old he is not old so nobody take that i'm not saying a 24 year old is old <laughs> if, but i'm saying people have probably have, have started to establish almost a cap on him because he's been in the nfl for a while because now. he's not on his rookie contract if, if jsn and higgins were to do the exact same thing jsn would move higher because yes. of the three years yes and i mean that's that we are splitting hairs here yeah. so so that is how i'm splitting the hair i am curious just because i am Always curious. Where would you guys put Bijan on your list? It, it, uh, compared to these five receivers, where does Bijan Robinson come in at? I mean, value wise, I think he belongs on top of all of them. Yep. You want so you want Bijan over all of them? 
I do. Yeah. I think he should be, but I hate running backs. So do I. I didn't say should. I said, what do you want? Where does he I slot on your list? I, I want Travis, Travis pretty, running back. Pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, for my dynasty team, I would put Bijan just because the value, I would say Bijan just because of the value. If I was building a team where value meant absolutely nothing, or if I had to actually draft and I could skip over Bijan and not spend that much on a running back, I would absolutely jump over, not draft him so I could draft these wide receivers later. Um, but Bijan's worth more than the rest of them. Like, you, you, you can get any of these guys plus for Bijan. I just imagine there's some listener exactly like, just so I, angry at I John want, right now. I hope. Like why? Did, like how do you even ask that question, John? Like so, some some listeners like because I want a lot of these wide receivers over Bijan because they're wide yeah. receivers and he's a running back. Like, yeah, this is not like that I get it, me. I get it, but it's just oh if I gosh. have Bijan on my team and someone offers me any of these plus like the two hundred one, yeah, I'm like, probably taking. the wide I'm receiver. probably going to be actively seeking that out. How do I? How do I turn Bijan into a wide receiver now? Um, and this is probably the tier where I start with because I think I think the opening offer would actually be like one of these guys and a first. Oh yeah, that's how I would start you know, for sure. But like I'm, like, I was getting straight to my settle line. I don't, yeah, I mean the two hundred one would probably be like the lowest I would take, but I I would be looking for one of these guys and a first, and I'd be real happy. I love how this like John was me for this conversation. He completely used his personal bias in there, okay. and then. He had an opening offer and then an offer he would settle on. I loved it. I mean, this loved is it. not personal bias. This is pretty long term. I'm not the only person that believes running backs are. No, no, no. I meant uh, JSN and Addison being on top of oh. the list, even though that's not what their value actually shows. Yeah, my obvious uh, Minnesota Vikings and uh, well, USC Trojan. Not over Addison Trojan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, before Clear. that he was. Yeah, anyway, I made Penn State or something Kenny. before that. Yeah, he was. With, <laughs> he, was with, he was with Pitt and Kenny Pickett. Pitt, so. ah, different remember, Pennsylvania school. Remember the only only reason that Pickett got drafted. I can I see why he left. Oh, Kenny. So, so tight ends and tight ends are usually a quick conversation. This probably will be, even though we are talking about many people's tight end one at this point. Uh, Sam Laporta is tight end one, I guess, because he's tight end one everywhere. And I always said Travis Kelsey will be tight end one until he decides he doesn't want to be. And it looks like he's deciding he doesn't want to be. Like, it looks like effort and not lack of talent. So, like, maybe Tay-Tay showed him the good life. And now he doesn't want to sacrifice his body anymore. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. I don't think that has anything to do with the fact that he dropped, like, two wide-open touchdowns. Like... He didn't want to take the hit from the safety over the top where he normally would have. Um, No, I don't think so. mm, mm. Okay, so Sam Laporta is a lot of people's tight end one. Uh, You know, the ridiculous season he had, plus his age and all of that. And it's... He's a cyborg because he took a massive hit and still came back and played the next week. Yeah, ridiculous. He only hyperextended his knee, John. Calm no. down. His knee only bent like 45 degrees in the wrong direction. Oh, stop it. I can picture it. It's gross. Um, so the, the craziness is Sam Laporta is 32.6 in 12-team Superflex tight end premium. The 103 is 37. The 104 is 31. So he's in between there, even though it's much closer to the 104 than it is to the 103. So chances are we're talking... QB three 
or neighbors, depending on what happens in a draft. If Jaden Daniels doesn't get drafted till pick seven or eight, maybe people see that as a slide. I don't know. Um, so, so Sam Laporta or the 103 or 104, I guess it does really matter. Because I mean, you're talking Marvin Harrison Jr., Bowers, or Laporta for me. Well, I think May might. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. might be going one or two in a lot of Superflex drafts. I'm going to guess in Superflex, May ends up going second a lot. More often than not, I would bet. Probably, Maybe. but as of the talk right now. I know. And that's all we can really talk about is what we know right now. So yeah, we have to put everyone but Caleb. First of all, what was the sigh of relief for you and your and your ilk, Travis, when Caleb actually declared? <laughs> he was just never not going to. He's He's been... Uh, and people will knock him for this, but he's always kind of been a little bit of a, you know, drama queen, uh, dating back to his recruiting days. Like, and, it, and maybe it's more of his dad. Like, his dad's a little. He's just a little. His family's weird, but like they've been, uh, they've just always been for like I don't know. Ever since he was like camp circuit kid, his dad was like, you know, he's gonna be we're gonna, what whatever it takes. He's gonna be the first pick in the NFL draft. He is going to be. No, no, I don't think you heard him. He's going to be. It worked. The, the, whatever yeah. they did. And so oh, yeah. yeah, whatever whatever they did. It's worked out pretty well because he's looking like he's going to be the first overall pick. But uh, again, I think it just came down to, hey, let's maximize my attention, brandability, yeah. through every dip and turn and, and possible chance I have. And so that's that's what it was. But let's so, just make it about him again yeah. as, much, as much as possible. Well, we can make this not about him because he'll go 101 or 102. So yeah. I think there's some combination of Marvin Harrison, Drake May, Neighbors, and Jaden Daniels in that three, four conversation. Um, are you taking Sam Laporta over any of those? No, honestly, I'm not because he's a tight end. I, I think that's just, uh, unless we just assume he's going to be, and he like said, he's just going to be the next Travis Kelsey. And it seems like he's on that trajectory for sure, given how things went. But um, I think if, it, especially if it's Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, no, but and I will say Brock Bowers looks like the best tight end prospect we have ever seen. Uh, he's he's only back-to-back John Mackey Award winner. Uh, had like the most productive first three years of a college career for any tight end prospect ever. Uh, and he, he's just about as athletic as Kyle Pitts. So there's the, there's going to be a lot of hype with him. But I think just when it comes to tight ends, I really struggle in general to equate them to like 1.03 or 1.04 regardless. So I think I'd probably lean in super, super flex leagues. I would lean the pick. So I'm happy to take Laporta over Bowers. Uh, so as long as the draft goes, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., then I'm really happy that I traded my 104 because I got Sam Laporta out of it. I feel great. If the one, if the first three picks go any other way and Drake May's there, or Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, then I really regret trading Sam Laporta for the for the one or giving up the one hundred four for Sam Laporta. Yeah. Um, so I That's think fair. I think right now I would hold on to the pick, um, unless you somehow just magically know the draft order in your uh, in your league. I mean, if you, you play with people like me who just like to talk, there's a chance you could know yeah. the start of your draft order. You might. 
I mean, if, if the league is chatting about it, you might know and you might feel that confident that you're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. at four or you're going to get Drake May at four. If you have the 103 already, <laughs> like, there are scenarios where take like then you feel great. Like how how confident are you that those three are the top three? So uh, I think just holding – I think I'd hold the pick for now and, and, and until I get a real good gauge of what happens. You might be able to trade that 104 while you're on the clock. If it goes in those three and you don't want to take Brock Bowers at four, you don't want to take Jaden Daniels at four, offer it for Sam Laporta then. Like – that would be my strategy. Hold the pick, offer it for Laporta then, because I'd rather have Laporta than Bowers. My backup plan is, well, that didn't go through. Okay. <laughs> then I guess I'll settle for taking Brock Bowers or whoever you whoever you want to take. Malik Neighbors, whatever. Um, would you rather have Anthony Richardson or Sam Laporta? I probably want Laporta. Okay. I, I tend I tend to side on the on the uh I can find I can find quarterback production a lot of times. Tight end production is harder to consistently find week to week. Okay. I think because that's like because Jaden Daniels is like if Anthony Richardson actually knew how to pass as a prospect, <laughs> like that's that's who Jaden Daniels is. Like you just put up two thousand yards over the last two years and you know, forty touchdowns and four interceptions, and he's gonna be a top five pick. So a top five pick at quarterback versus Sam Laporta, just making sure. Not saying you're wrong. I'm just making sure. See, I'm I'm pretty easily saying the pick on this one. Um, I think we're talking Brock Bowers in that like 106, 107 range, and that's everything that John said is is correct with me. I'll take Laporta over Bowers. In which case, if it's that pick, I will give up that pick. Um, I'll probably want neighbors over him, probably because of a wide receiver bias and because of how early he will go and. Like if he does go to the Chargers, it's just like wheels up, man. Let's go. Um, so like it, it's like Laporta in a 0.75 premium average just about 18 points per game. There were three tight ends that finished around there. And we also had a lot of hurt tight ends. You know, Mark Andrews had like two bad games before he decided to like not come back. Like it's uh, I get it. It's exciting. It's fun. He's a young, very good tight end, and we don't usually get those. But, like, I'll spend a third of his price and go get Evan Engram all over the place. Like, I – and it's just – I get the fun of drafting a young wide receiver in the rookie draft. And, of course, one of those quarterbacks that I will probably take over him in general. So, to me, it's pretty easily the, the 103 or 104 over Laporta, though I get Laporta being the tight end one at this point. Though I'd probably still put Andrews there. Um, okay, so my list is not tight ends whatsoever because it would have been boring if it was. Um, so my list is Sam Laporta, Brees Hall, Justin Fields, Jameer Gibbs, and Chris Olave. Oh. These are all very similar in the calculators rankings. And like I stared at this, I'm just like, wow, okay. Because like when I saw Laporta being worth that much, I'm like, where is he really going in in all of this? 
And, and I found that very interesting. I mean, it's like a round two of a startup. Yeah, more or less. Right. So uh, we saw Justin Fields, Samuel Jameer Porter, Gibbs, of course, Samir Gibbs, and Chris Olave. Chris Olave. Okay. Whew. Wow. That's interesting. I mean, Fields should be the easy top of this list, but I have no idea where he's going to play. Like, if you had asked me that at the beginning of this year, Fields would be the easy top of this list. It's not so easy now. You know, John, you mentioned uh, while you're thinking, you mentioned that it is tough to find tight end receiving production. I will say one of the things that we were trying to solve for was uh, predicting the trajectory of the position and usage um, in, in general across the league when I was diving into some data when I was doing the stock market thing for Mojo and seeing the trends and usage for, for tight ends increase like 15% in like a mm -hmm. seven-year window. The, the position's changing. And we, we've seen yeah. this happen. Uh, but like, just to put that in perspective, like we, you know, before Travis Kelsey and Gronk, there's like one or two tight ends in, in the league at whatever, at, at the same time that we're producing 800 plus yard seasons. Do you know how many tight ends this year actually saw over 800 receiving yards? Probably a lot because it's a whole lot cheaper to have a tight end be your lead, to be a key to your passing game yeah. than it is to have a wide receiver be. Yeah, just from a team, yeah, team construction and roster construction. I think teams are going to get strategic with that too. Mm -hmm. The yeah. answer is is seven. There were seven. Uh -huh. That's never happened. It was so close. Yeah, never happened in NFL history. We've never seen that much production in terms of yards from the tight end position. So I think given that trend, we may see even more uh, grow into roles like that and the usage that, and go in that direction. Like you said, the transition of the position itself yeah, being it's very large wide receivers. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's been blowing up because the, at the actual wide receiver position, we're not seeing that traditional X be that high volume target anymore. Right. Uh, but instead, we're seeing these tight ends that are just a matchup issue with and then space creators at wide receiver. So with that trend, I think over the next couple of years, even we might see eight, nine tight ends have 800 plus yards. I think that might kind of level things out in a way that we've not necessarily seen a large sample of to date. And that's why for me, uh, going with a Laporta at the top of a tier like this is kind of tough. But have I been long enough so you got your list? Um, no, I know who my I know who my <laughs> number four and five are. I don't know which order they are. I don't really care which order they are. The running backs are last, so uh, Brees Hall and Gibbs are last. I it doesn't matter to me which way they are. They're both four and a half. Um, I will just average. I them put out. Paul on the bottom for you because he's a Jet. Okay, that's fair. I, <laughs> I I like it. Paul is five because he's a jet. So sure, oh that, that works. Gibbs then is fourth on my list. And now it's just positional bias at this point, which would have fields one because he's a quarterback. But I can't do that. Um I think I'm gonna God, see then I every time I come up with a list, then I'm like, well, would I give up fields for Laporta straight up? Would I give up Laporta straight for Fields? Like, I think Laporta is the one that I would not give up straight up in the majority of scenarios. So he ends up being number one on my list. Ugh. I don't feel great about it. Would I give up Justin Fields for Chris Olave right now in leagues? Maybe. <laughs> like, I like Olave a lot. So I think he's two. 
And then I think Fields is three. I do not feel confident in my top three order. The only thing I feel confident is that the running backs are last. Travis? Justin Fields at the top. Chris Olave second. Uh, the running backs, Brees Hall and Jameer Gibbs. And then Samuel Porta. And then again, it's just, yeah, it's very different. It's just, um, yeah. I mean, and, and this is, okay. So I love Laporte as a prospect. I, I'm not, I, I think he's going to be the tight end one for a while. That's fine. I just, in, in, in leagues where, I even, you know, even if it's tight end premium, like I'm going to have to start a bunch of wide receivers and I'm going to have to start a bunch of running backs that need to be uh, more productive than my league mates. And so, I'm just not banking on Laporta being like the runaway Travis Kelsey for, you know, several years that I think his values kind of reached a point at this point that we're kind of counting on that happening. I'm with my, my list is almost the same as Travis's, except I flipped the running backs, even though personally I like Brees Hall more as a complete running back. He's a, he's a jet. He's a jet. And <laughs> we've seen what the lions are willing to do with Jameer Gibbs and Jameer Gibbs is doing so much more than I thought he would already. Um, so yeah, I have Fields, Olave, Gibbs, Brees Hall, Laporta, and, and honestly, all my reasons are pretty much exactly the same as everything Travis said, so I don't need to say it all again. Um, clearly, the Fields version of being the top of the list can change very quickly in a couple of months, but all we know is what we know right now, and right now, well, me too. He could he's end on up the Bears, like and right now, we assume he's going to get traded somewhere, and they're going to take Caleb, but like, he's still a quarterback who can score a lot of fantasy points, whether he's good or bad in the real world. Is there anywhere he goes, anywhere he goes besides Chicago, where his value actually goes down. Well, I mean, you know, if it, it, it and in terms of like teams that would actually trade for him because they don't already have a stud. I don't really like him in New England, Tennessee. How dare Sorry. you? <laughs> um, Washington, Washington. I guess I I'd be okay. Washington would like Washington would feel laterally maybe to Chicago. Yeah. Um, where else? I mean, there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. Good God, Seattle would be in the, just, oh, that'd yeah. be a dream. Mm. Um, I assume the Raiders are probably staying with Carr. No, uh, Carr's on er, New Orleans. My bad. Uh, no yes, I think I, I assume they're staying with him. My bad. My bad there. I was going back two. I had two to stop years. and think about it too. I know. Like, yeah, I was like, wait a second. It didn't even sound right when I was saying it. So, yeah, I would assume <laughs> New Orleans is probably staying with Carr. Like, that was a, he's not a free agent, right? Like, he still has a year left, I think. And I it would be probably, fun if, like, this just went with Winston. <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be amazing. I don't think there's any chance in the world after what he pulled at the end of the game. <laughs> no, that's. I'm going to guess he's not welcome back on the team. (laughs) Oh yeah. They're money into car for the next two years. Yeah. Yeah, So like they're not, they're not going anywhere. Um, The Raiders, the Raiders could be interesting. Yeah. I just asked because I feel like there's, there's many ways for fields value to go up in this. Yeah. I I agree with you. I think it's tough for it to go down based on movement. He's going to be a starter. Like there's no doubt about it. I, I don't understand knocking, even though I'm the one that had him not at the top of my list. I I am. It's because of how much I value Laporta and Olave. It's not because I don't value Justin Fields. Let me make that. Well, that was fun. Well, yeah. we are going to close down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. 
Russ Fisher, Dynasty Outhouse, John Bosch at John Bosch FF, Travis May at FF underscore Travis M. Oh.